Welcome to our podcast, Deconstruct. We're your hosts, Lauren and Adam. On this podcast, we help start or continue conversations about the beautiful and messy parts of life. Although we both had a conservative upbringing, we've since grown out of our traditional ways of thinking and have deconstructed the religious lenses we once saw the world through. From being in the CCM industry and purity culture to sex positivity and sacred sovereignty, it's been quite the ride. We bring on a wide variety of guests to hear their story and break down topics like religious trauma, racism, and the patriarchy, while demystifying things like spirituality, equality, and love. We'd love to hear your story. You can find us on Instagram at deconstruct.pod. Now, on to the episode. Thanks, guys. Um, so if, you, if you've listened to an episode before, we always start, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast <laughs> today. And then I usually will intro the guest, but today it's just the two of us, it's and we're here, a wild goose. And honestly, we're so honored to be here and so excited to be around everyone who's just um, been an inspiration to us and been part of the community, whether it's just through um, literal community or whether it's online. Um, so it's just been, it's it's cool to see everyone in basically one place. So yeah, we just wanted to actually come in today, I think, and tell our story. Uh, yeah. Because I think that's such an important part of what everybody's doing here. Because without the community, without stories, without sharing what, like, why we're all here, how we all found ourselves hosting podcasts, mm-hmm. creating music, writing music, um, writing books, going on these tours to be able to just speak to people, um, creating YouTube channels, whatever it is. I think we all came here because we were looking for something, not because we wanted to like put something out into the world. I don't think anybody, any one of us wanted to like expose ourselves and put us in a place where we're challenging what our family taught us and what mm. our community has uh, kind of held as this box that we're supposed to stay in. I don't think anybody wanted to blow up their own lives, but yeah. here we all are kind of sharing just what it is that brought us to a space to to shout into the void as I was just telling him, shout into the void with a podcast and say, hey, is there anybody else out there that... Um, that resonates with my story and with mm. what it is that we're going through. So we figured uh, that would be a good place to start, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and um, some of you know us. Hello. Um, but uh, if you don't, my name is Lauren. I'm Adam. And uh, we've been married for three and a half years. And we started our podcast in July of 2019. Um, you know, at that time, like Adam was saying, you know, we didn't we didn't have a community that uh, we were surrounded by physically or we really hardly even knew of anyone online. It was still almost in a way the beginning of the deconstruction, exvangelical, yeah. post-Christian, whatever I, you want to call it. I remember you talking about God is great as basically the first yeah. place that you had seen. And now we were just hanging out with Brenda a little bit earlier. But, there she uh, is. We're manifesting Brenda. Yes, we are. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, honestly, uh, some of her content is what brought me into a lot of the um, thought processes that I have now today. Um, so a little shout out to her. But yeah, so for me, it was 
do we do you want to talk about like how we got into deconstruction before we even got into the podcast? By the way, our podcast was not first called Deconstruct. It was not. It was it was just It was a little bit more ambiguous. It was uh we didn't know exactly what we wanted to talk about. So Yeah, uh, so we called it Let's Talk About It <laughs> with Lauren and Adam. Yep. Um so if you're an OG, like <laughs> you know, that's what it was. Um but actually it was uh, the very beginning of our uh recordings that we had conversations um one in particular was actually with David who is the naked pastor yeah. if you follow his account he's amazing he's an illustrator and um I, that episode is actually called what is deconstruction and he was the first person to tell us what deconstruction was we yeah. were doing it but we didn't even know the we word didn't, we didn't for have it yet verbiage for it for sure the only verbiage i had was Sex positivity and progressive Christianity, thanks to Brenda over there. Yeah. She was like, like I said, she was my, like, the catapult for me to get into a lot of the um, thought processes that I have now, even today. So, because of our, um, our relationship is actually what caused a lot of our deconstruction, actually. Um, so, to go back, we were in CCM together. Adam was my drummer. So uh, I fell in love with a drummer. So cliche. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was actually, so in that time, um, I was actually engaged and I was dating somebody else. Um, I, it was something that we had just been together for so long and it kind of fit the, um, all the, 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 the rules, the social rules. You know, I dated him for four years. We were engaged. Okay, we're going to get married and I was going to move to, Georgia and I was just going to live a little white picket fence and be a good little Christian wifey. Um, and then I said, I don't want to be a Christian wifey. <laughs> um, that wasn't the title that I felt good with. Um, and so anyway, I ended up calling that off and shortly after Adam and I fell in love and we talk about our story, you know, a lot on our, on our podcast, but if you haven't heard it before, um, we just fell madly in love, <laughs> not to get super cheesy, but we fell madly in love. And honestly, I I spent a lot of my life believing that in order to be close to God, mm. I needed to be slightly unhappy at all times. I needed to have somehow be a martyr. I needed to somehow have that thorn in my side. And um, I thought marriage was going to be that thorn in my side, um, <laughs> which is why I was going to go through with getting married before. Cause I was like, well, we already hate each other. It's like, glory to God. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You got um, the fighting out of the way. You guys are well versed on how to move forward with that relationship. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, like I said, we, we called that off and then, when Adam and I, we were so happy and so in love. I remember like checking in with myself thinking, I've never been this happy before and praying to God saying, God, if being this happy is wrong, I, I'm happy being wrong, which is the first time I've ever done that. First time I ever even tried praying that kind of prayer or even feeling those feelings. Um, and as soon as I did, I just heard a voice say, who do you think I am? Yeah. Of course, I want you to be happy. And of course, that was a moment I was just like liberated. I felt like that, you know, to use Christian lingo chain of being that martyr to having that thorn in my side that was like lifted from me. So God said, who do you think I am? Of course, I want you to be happy. Well, and then that question of who do you think I am? 
I literally chased that question and I'm still chasing that question. What is that voice? Who is that voice? I, I think an important um, discerning point of, of that whole conversation that you had with yourself and with divinity in the shower or wherever it was, yeah. uh, was just, I, I, I feel like so many people put the relationship that you have with God, especially in the world that we were in, where we were basically professional Christians, right? We mm -hmm. would go up on stage and we'd say the same liturgy and we'd talk about the same theology that everybody around us would unquestioned, just let it keep on resonating and resonating and resonating through speakers and stadiums that everybody would say the same thing. And then backstage, they would have different conversations. Yeah. And they, they, they perpetuated this relationship with God that was untouchable, that was unquestionable. And it's what made you money. And so why would you ever say anything else? And and I feel like the important thing was is you treated your relationship with divinity as if it was a real relationship and you put healthy boundaries in place that helped you define what it was that relationship was supposed to mean to you. Yeah. And when that started happening and we were able to move into a relationship of really falling in love with life together, it, it also came with healthy boundaries and it also mm. came with these clear motives that we wanted to create a relationship that was independent and free and allowing freedom and growth in every avenue. Yeah. Which then how do you not question things like God and all of these uh, theologies and, yeah. and things that we were told that we had to kind of keep speaking on. And I think I, I honestly like, a lot of people's story with deconstruction is like they first start asking those big questions when usually something catastrophic happens in their life or some some yeah. big event happens and it's not always it's not always bad but a lot of the times you do hear that that's like people's experiences that this horrible thing happened and it made them start questioning things and i there are elements to that that happened later on which we'll get into but i i feel so I'm so thankful that like the first step into, well, who do you think I am? And asking these questions and maybe life is a little bit more than like this religious box that I was set out to believe. I'm so thankful that it started with love and it started with happiness um, because it's been my streamline of like whenever I feel like in deconstruction, whenever I've torn apart a lot of the ways that I believed and lived and lifestyles and friends and community, a lot of that was really painful. And so I, to remind myself how I began and how we started and how I started asking questions was um, really helpful for me um, to remember that it was at the end of the day it was about love and then moving forward another big step in our deconstruction was okay now moving forward we got married and uh, then now am I am I a wifey now so then we had those questions of no I'm not to me that that term was just really painful I didn't want to be um, for like a for a couple years I didn't even use the word wife. We actually just use the word partners. Um, cause it was just so hard for me to like feel equal to feel like we were actually equals. And so then I had my own deconstruction. We had our own deconstruction of, um, gender stereotypes or marital stereotypes or, and, um, and we never fit the gender stereotypes we never, I'm from, older. <laughs> from the beginning of he, things. I hired him like he was my employee. Yeah. And it, we never did. And so I think that kind of like <laughs> paved the way for us. But then when we got married, um, just to be quite frank, like we, when we got married, we had saved, uh, penetrational sex 
for that. And that was like how we were before we got married was like still in religion. We were coming from CCM. Um, and there were struggles. Chewing with your mother. Yeah. Having yeah. a mother in law. Right. We, on that the road kept us in check. <laughs> that kept us in check. Um, doesn't, you, doesn't exactly make for romantic moments no, in the tour bus. It doesn't quite like light the candles. Um, <laughs> But anyway, so then we we actually struggled. There was things within um, intercourse that were like really like difficult for us emotionally, physically, and so that that brought up the question. Okay, well, what if we do other things, and then is that sex? What is sex? Yeah. Then I found Brenda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I found God is great. Enter God is great the YouTube channel. Yeah, where we exactly. Finally, I feel like it liberated us so much in. It, it's a lot of what kickstarted our deconstruction because once you once you dive into something as as divisive as purity culture really is and as sex is and you start saying okay well what is sex mm. is is it, say it's uncomfortable for us to have penetrative sex every single time like so then is everything else not sex are we right. are we living in a sexless relationship and I don't think so because no especially not. as we were as we were watching a lot of videos from Brenda. And, and all over spaces, all over talking about um, this uh, enthusiastic consent and sex positivity, like non-heterosexual relationships. Yeah, it just it opened things up lot. so much for us. And I think with that being a primary driver for, I mean, really what we were t- when we were on the road, it was two sisters and their mother yeah. touring, talking to Poor groups guy. of young women about purity culture yeah. and about and about finding you know, um, finding what it is that you want out of a Christian husband and immediately having to do X, Y, and Z to be able to pull that in and to find those people and yeah. to blow that up immediately as we first get married and we're still touring and we're still in the Christian music industry to blow that up. It causes you to question everything because if that's not true, if that literally isn't true, not just not just redefining how how i how the bible defines sex or how christians define sex but like if you're able to step outside of that and say hey look all of this is is intimate connection and that can be making love and that can be sex then what else is it that i've been lied to about and what what else that can be more intimate than that have I been told something that isn't necessarily true Mm. or is just told over and over so many times that people have started to believe themselves. Yeah. And so that started us into like you said, uh, I mean, and at the time we were, we were in the Christian music industry. So uh, how do we survive being in that and then also deconstructing at the same time? And then also being able to step into a space of affirmation of LGBTQ relationships was, a massive shift for us. It's something I had always wanted. <laughs> and it's something like literally in my Bible, in my childhood Bible, the one I had all growing up, the thing that was circled over and over again was any time it talked about sexuality. Um, because I had a lot of gay friends. I was in theater, so I had a lot of gay friends. And I just so badly wanted to be a Christian and to love them fully and to accept them and to affirm them. So when I d- was deconstructing and realized that that's possible, that's, that's what Jesus would do, then I, my whole world was just turned upside down. And then immediately I was still in CCM when I came out with the video of how I became an affirming Christian. Um, and that, that turned literally everything upside down for me. I pretty much lost 
all my connections and friendships within CCM. And it was worth it. I actually felt, you know, I had some um, good friends kind of walk me through the, the guilt that I had even putting that video out so much later than I ever wanted to. It was the moment I realized that I, I, I could. I did put it out, but I wanted to do this when I was 12. I wanted to accept everyone, love everyone, and affirm everyone when I first knew that my friend was gay. Like, it, there was a lot of shame within how, why did this take me so long? And so I think there's a lot of like loving, like learning to love my own journey and learning to love myself through that. That was also like, I don't know, that it, it was part of my reconstruction, honestly. Um, and I don't know how we feel about those terms. Uh, I don't know how it, you guys feel about these terms, but um, ever since we coined the, <laughs> we didn't coin it, but since we chose deconstruct as our label, I guess, um, it's been the words that we use, but you can use just like a rebuilding, asking questions, anything like that. Um, but 2020 was a year of reconstructing. Um, that's the word I like uh, for me. And a lot of that was going within um, because I had been taught my whole life to give away my power. Um, even though I felt so much of it <laughs> inside, I, I felt powerful when I was little, when I was a young girl, I, I felt like a powerful being. Um, I'm, um, I'm indigenous and I always felt very connected to my heritage and to my culture and to my ancestors before I even had those words. And so feeling like I could embrace those that power within again um, was very healing to me. And that was that was the beginning of last year. Um, and Adam has been along for the ride of me <laughs> going through all of these things. And um, I actually do want to, I do want you to like talk about a little bit about how this all was for you because this was, this was my journey technically that I, I like, I was like, Hey, I'm going to turn our lives around and make everybody hate us in CCM. I'm going to start asking questions and publicly putting things out online. And, and then, so how is it? Speak on you. Well, as I said, our gender, the gender stereotypes never fit us. She's always been the pioneer. She's always been leading our relationship and with such grace, like, if you know her at all, um, researches everything for months and months and months and months before ever presenting any scrap of evidence to anybody that she cares to have conversation with it, uh, about with it. Um, and so as much as I like to joke that she came to me with a thesis three months after she had started deciding that she was going to uh, question everything that we had built our relationship on. I mean, not our relationship, but when you're in that space all the time, that's the foundation of the way that you have conversation and the things that you understand. And so she was in the background looking up like all when of this I information said, and finding all these things and watching these YouTube videos. And, and I'm a witch. I love gay people. And we're all going to heaven. Literally, literally, <laughs> day one, she tells me, I think witch is a good uh, descriptor for me. And I was like... <laughs> literally coming from ccm now granted i have no verbiage for any of this yet like this is we're not in the deconstruction space i don't follow youtube channels i don't listen to podcasts i'm just sitting in my lane doing my thing mm. and and immediately comes to me and says hey magic feels like the same thing as miracles to me and mm -hmm. wiccan feels like just another label that can ground me to uh mysticism that is within the spirituality of christianity mm -hmm. and to be able to, 
it was it was such a gift to be able to be hit with that so hard and so fast because it caused me to understand that that the verbiage wasn't nearly as important as what the heart was. So if I could get past, if I could get past the hump of the inflammatory of, of verbiage. The words and the inflammatory language <laughs> that really caused me to um, have a reflex to um, to immediately start questioning things mm -hmm. and start uh, uh, defending a stance, I was able to just sit there almost dumbfounded and just say, "Yeah, I think you're right. Like I think." I think that language is the same. I think yeah. cultural understanding is what changes the way that we interpret those things. And so, and so I had the privilege of being able to, to, to see the dichotomy of, of language that could be used to describe something that's so ethereal and so like untouchable. And that is what kickstarted me into actually claiming, um, the things that I actually believed because mm. I've kind of spent my whole life, um, questioning things I guess I was I was the kid that was there at church five days a week and I was in every single discussion group that I could possibly find because I wanted to I wanted to understand I wanted to as the 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 verse that really flipped things for me was when I was reimagining what um lean not into your own understanding but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight right I was at a young age, I thought um, l leaning into him was reading the Bible and finding literal understanding for what exactly it took so that I could say, I have this relationship with this character that is written about in this book that if I do X, Y, and Z, that's going to get me to heaven because this is the him that I can know, the he God that is in this Bible that I can know. And so I need to lean into that when in reality, at least for me and in, in my perception of, of, of how I've interfaced with divinity leaning into my own understanding is is looking at something that's literally in front of me written on a page and completely disregarding holy spirit that's inside of me completely disregarding my flesh and my intuition and only solely leaning into something that's written that i can that i can technically understand mm. um and so when i was able to see that just language was the only thing that was really blocking me from moving past so many so many things that I wanted to progress past that I wanted to be true just like you said you wanted to be affirming and you wanted to be Christian and you wanted to hold God and your LGBTQ friends and allies in in the same kind caring grip and I think that is what allowed that for me yeah. and and so then I started diving in again and instead of instead of taking my privilege of being a white straight cis hetero male and just saying I can believe whatever I want because the world is going to see me this way so as long as I shut up and I just keep on presenting the way that the world wants me to present then then I can believe whatever I want and mm -hmm. I can and I can have any I'm sort scared. of private conversation with God that I want it doesn't matter because the world will always see me as right and I needed to strip that away and say, I need to claim the things that I believe because I want to be an ally, because I want to be a friend, and because I want to affirm people that I actually love, rather than leave the weight of the world on their shoulders. Hey, everyone. want to take a quick moment to say thank you for listening. If you like what you're hearing, please share this episode and rate and review the podcast as it helps others find this online community. Thanks so much. Now back to the episode. Um, that was the most exciting thing for me along this journey. Because, yeah, I mean, I 
I am, <laughs> I am the talker. And I loved, I loved seeing Adam like claim things and want to speak for them himself. And I mean, we're different people. We're, we're in a relationship, we're married, but that doesn't mean we're like the same person. We're certainly not. Cause for me, like you, you saw past words when I focused on words, I wanted, I wanted there to go from like one thing to the next. And that felt good to me because I needed to know that that, that extreme was safe, that I was good and I was whole and I was safe in that label or in that spiritual practice or in that, um, community i dove headfirst into everything i was told not to do um and that of course like adam held space for me there and what's really cool about our podcast honestly it's it's a it's a journal um you get if you watch from zero zero the very first episode to we just finished up our eighth season you hear me and adam having like (gasps) (laughs) <laughs> like aha moment. I think all our revelations actually happened on the podcast. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I I truly believe I'll, like most of them truly did. Um, and I'm I'm just honored that we we got to speak to those that we did. So if you if you've never listened before, we have guests on um, almost every time. Um, and for some unknown reason, like my heroes said yes, and <laughs> that's how we are here today. And we got to honestly just learn so much from them, um, from people like Brenda, Dr. Tina Shermer Sellers to, like I said, David, who is the naked pastor. Um, that was early on. And Madison and Morgan actually is the first person who taught me her idea of who Jesus is. And it was just, um, and, and why he was here. And those little moments that happened by just having like open conversation and hearing from other people and hearing like their perspective and there's just like truly nothing like I I couldn't ask for anything more beautiful and going into the ninth season this will be our this will be our kickoff episode probably for our ninth season um it's interesting because I don't know if you are um active online in the deconstruction community but there is it deconstruct those words and that label. I know Brenda, you were talking about even progressive Christianity, that label, you no longer even want to truly identify with because somebody else has taken it, run with it and turn it into something that you don't believe in. And that's, I mean, not that we don't believe in deconstruction. Here we are. Love it. But there's, <laughs> there's an aspect to people are starting to label it and and kind of turn it into something that we don't know if we necessarily align with totally because to be totally upfront too, Adam and I now we went from Christian CCM zero zero episode to, I mean, we change every day. I don't want to speak for you, but I consider myself agnostic or mystical atheism. I will always be spiritual because of my ancestors and because my spiritual connection with my heritage. Um, but for you, like it was something that you held onto the Christian label for like so much longer. I did because I, I I'm, I'm trying to think who it was. Uh, maybe it was Will Thorpe. I it, could imagine was. Will saying this. It was Will. Um, and that is that you can be Christian and agnostic at the same time. Those are not mutually exclusive terms. Those mm-hmm. those can be held an entire certainty as an identity, just as much as just Christian can, or just agnostic, or just atheist. You can you can be Buddhist and Christian. You can be anything that feels right for you, because because in the at the end of the day, like none of us actually 
have a clue what's actually going on. I mean, it's it's the same thing as trying to understand what happens. I mean, it's it's trying to figure out what happens after you die that nobody can come back from and nobody can reiterate an experience from. So you're just trying to... I feel like we're just trying to grasp at straws just like animals that want to procreate so that their legacy and their life and their their they can continue, right? Like I feel like that's us trying to trying to think our way around the idea that the permanence of death. And so like when we get into these spaces where we're constantly trying to define things and put such harsh labels on things, I feel like I feel like I was in this conversation was able to say, "Oh, okay." Maybe I can be Christian, and I don't need to get rid of that. Like that's mm-hmm. that is a gift to me. That's something that Will gave to me. That I, as an atheist, Will, yeah. Will is a self-proclaimed atheist, and he gave me the verbiage to be able to step into that space and say, "Hey, like, I don't have to give it up. Maybe, maybe, maybe I should give it up, but I don't have to." And so I have that safety net. And as for so many people in this space, I'm sure it's really hard and it's really painful to give up everything you ever know. Like. That sucks <laughs> most of the time. And like there's some really beautiful moments and there's really amazing community to come around you and, and prop you up. But like to constantly be subjecting yourself to being in need of being propped up is mm. is vulnerable, but it's also really sucky. Yeah. And so to be able to hold on to that for a minute and say, you know what, Christianity works for me right now and agnostic Christianity works for me right now and Buddhist practice helps me center myself. As long as I'm not taking it into appropriative spaces, I think it's okay for me to claim this and use this uh, to, to connect to spirituality and divinity. And so I kind of kept on, I kept on claiming that because in, in, in the same way, Brenda, that you had said earlier that that somebody else took your term and twisted it and turned it into something ugly. I think I loved having, feeling like I had the power to hold on to that thing that they made ugly and say, no, it's still beautiful. Like, yeah. I still get yeah. to say what this is. Yeah. I still get to hold on to this and I still get to define it because that power won't be stripped from me. Yeah. And so I just... Yeah, I hung on to it a little longer, but you know, as <laughs> there's as we no, go, there's no landing. As we pad. go, there's there's always going to be shifts and changes. Like, I think that's the beautiful thing with this community is yeah. that nobody's trying to tell you where to land. Like, they there's, there's no exclusivity in it because this there's no gate to keep. No. Like, we're literally all floating out in space, hoping to land somewhere that works for us. Um, that we can find oxygen, that we can breathe on this random star in the middle of the universe. But like, I, I like to think that we're just like, we're all just kind of floating around and texting each other from different parts of the universe being like, Hey, you're doing great over there. I'm glad you're finding things for yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and that's why I think it's important. And like I said at the beginning of this, like, I think that's why it's so important that we just keep sharing stories yeah that's why i want to interview people that's why i yeah i don't i don't want to build a stage for myself like i don't i don't care to tell this story over and over and over and over and over again because the journey that i'm on can't really be told the same way twice and and i think it's so much more impactful to be able to find people and find community and the point of this was to find community so to be able to share an hour with somebody on a monday and just like chat and and share stories and and exchange experiences and um, hopefully with our platform mm. give them a little bit more of an opportunity to to talk to people um, that maybe they wouldn't that wouldn't have heard them before and 
and that's that's kind of why I I just want to keep I I want to keep claiming things. And I as you've always taught me since we started dating, even was that trying things on is okay. Mm-hmm. That like yeah, it doesn't it doesn't have to be nothing. It doesn't have to be nothing for it to be um, malleable. It can be right. everything and be malleable. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think anything's ever permanent, so just try it on to see how it feels. Um, but speaking of, like, texting people across the universe, a little bit of story time. I don't know if you guys know who um, Hannah Moon is. Um, she has an account called Jesus Witch. She's amazing. Um, I recently called her the other day because she, she did tarot, and I have a tarot set. Love it. Um, it's one of the first things I got after I deconstructed because I was told, hey, you're not allowed to do this. This is scary and horrible and the devil will come and catch you in your sleep. Um, and so I was like, amazing. So now I'm going to do this. So uh, anyway, I saw she had a, um, a layout. What is that called? No, no, not a, not a Ouija board. Um, just like her, her tarot layout. And I was like, oh, I want to try that. So I ended up calling her because I got an interesting result. Um, and as we got talking, you know, there's, a, there's this weird idea and it and i it it a lot of the times it's in like fundamental religion but it also shows up a lot in deconstruction and evangelical whatever um is this idea or this like concept that we like have to still be a little bit broken and that kind of goes back to my like original like prayer to god like i if being this happy is wrong i'm happy being wrong um and there was an aspect when I was talking to Hannah that when I was reading the cards and she was helping me like decipher what it meant for me, um, I think I realized that I was done being broken about deconstruction, my own deconstruction. I had been hurting for so long, and that's part of that reconstruct I was talking about where I forgave myself, I loved myself, and I actually learned to love my life. Joe Lumen even said, she said, joy is... Um, resistance, right? And that how she said it, joy is resistance. Um, and that is part of her work is her joy. And, um, so I was talking to Hannah and I was saying, I, I think, I think it's hard to not be broken sometimes because we get so used to it and we get so comfortable with feeling pain and feeling sadness and feeling like we have to kind of have this shackle on in order to, um, validate our experiences because there's there's seasons of that and there's there's a good reason to go through that and good yeah the, there are true seasons but I think this uh, upcoming season for me was just really about embracing what life this is and my like journey on this earth because just depending on how you see it you could say life is long and I'm young or you could say life is short. Um, it just depends on how you see it. But for me, I want to live out this life as, as excited as I possibly can, because I believe that that's what creator would want for me. Um, and that's what I have found within even myself is claiming back that power and the, the divination in, in myself. Um, God went from he, God, she, God, they, God, no God for me. Um, but I have, but I want to make space more and more and more and more for people to have that, have that break it down, keep that or in, or just, uh, throw away all of their ideas that they once had. I think just holding hands with somebody saying, yeah, he God. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. He God, she God. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. They got, I just, and 
to know God or whatever it is. I think there's just room enough for all of us. Um, and I think that's just something moving forward, uh, even in our podcast that we're just really wanting to implement more and more. Um, but yeah, I think that's, I think that's our story. If I think if it's okay, if you have a question, you can ask a question. If not, we'll be here for a little while. Actually, not too much longer, but we'll be here. We love to chat and we love you guys. And like I said, I recognize faces, so I love you guys. Um, Yeah, we're Lauren and Adam. Deconstruct Pod is us. And um, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks, guys.